we don't always get what we want. Rachel's grandmother never left the house without makeup, and she used to pull the credit card bills from the mail so her husband, Rachel's grandfather, wouldn't see how much she'd spent on clothes that week. She loved dancing and entertaining and would throw big parties at their house, which had an actual dance floor and bar in the basement. She was the kind of woman that possibly could have only existed when she did. Rachel is a very different kind of woman, and in many ways also a woman of her time. I met her back when we were both angsty young high school freshmen, and her outfit of choice was a bikini kill t-shirt, combat boots, tiny plastic barrettes in her hair, and a padlock chain around her neck. She was a feminist who didn't eat meat, and she was cool, with a smile that made her small features crinkle up beneath her bleached out pixie cut. Think of a young Renee Zawiger with the Enid Ghost World fashion treatment, and that was her. Rachel told me her grandmother would often let her know she did not find her heavy eyeliner, mohawk, or ripped tights at all fashionable or at all flattering. It's fascinating who and what we come from and what parts of them stick. When Rachel was about 11 or 12, her grandmother took her and her cousin to glamour shots. For those who didn't grow up with these in every shopping mall, think of them as a portrait studio where you went to get photos with filters before filters were a thing. They would tease out your hair, pile on the makeup, give you a rhinestone necklace, and take as many blurry, soft focus pics as you could pay for. Rachel said she went back and looked at those pictures and remembered how she'd really loved doing them, no matter how corny they look now. During that session, she'd felt as sophisticated and fancy and as grown up as her grandmother was. When her grandmother passed away, she got something that seemed to encompass all of the elegance she associated with her. Unfortunately, it was also something that she found grotesque and that went against her deeply held personal beliefs. Today on Memento Story, we are talking to Rachel Delia True about the one thing she did not want. So, hi, Rachel. Hi, Becky. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing very well today. Good. I'm glad that you agreed to do this. We're doing this via Zoom because you are a nurse, correct? Mm -hmm. That is correct. So Rachel's protecting my health and her health and everybody else's health, which I really, really appreciate. So thank you. So what did you bring for me today? So I selected a fur to talk to you about. A fur Um, coat, a fur jacket. It's like a black fur shawl. Okay. So like a fancy old-timey women's shawl. Can you describe it for me? Yeah, it's all the way black. doesn't have arms, but it does have like a crease in it so that it'll hang down smooth underneath your arm and not fall off. It has a pretty lining in it that ha- is black with like little gray flowers embroidered inside. Mm. It's still in good condition, I think. This is the only fur I've ever like held in my hand or Mm -hmm. come close to to look at but there's like a couple spots where it seems more worn like Mm -hmm. right around the edges where it has a little button to hold it together Mm -hmm. and then inside the right interior of it it has the initials embroidered dtp and whose initials are those that is my great great aunt delia who i'm named after Mm. rachel delia and so she was the original owner of the fur she was who did you get the fur from 
I got the fur from my grandmother, Janine True, when she passed away. Okay. Well, actually, my aunts decided that I should have it. So it wasn't like willed to me or she didn't tell anyone Hmm. that she specifically wanted me to have it. Everyone just really, really wanted me to have it. So it was your great, great aunts and then your grandmother got it. Yes. When she passed. And then it was given to you when your grandmother passed away. It was. Why, why do you think your aunts wanted you to have it? I think it was because I was named after my Aunt D, mm, okay. who we called Aunt D. We were all together in my grandmother's room. She lived in Rockwood, Tennessee, mm-hmm. in this big house. And she liked to do her makeup and get all dressed up. And so we were just, you know, like in her bathroom around her vanity and having memories about watching her put her makeup on and get dressed up. And Mm -hmm. we started going through all her clothes. So it was my three aunts and then me and some of my cousins. And when they came across this fur and saw the initials inside, my aunts just really felt like I should have it, that it would look beautiful on me. And because I was named after my auntie. How old were you when your grandmother passed and all of this was happening? So it was before my son was born. Probably in my late 20s, early 30s. When they suggested that you take this fur, what was your reaction to that? I balked. (laughs) I had an incredibly negative reaction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And was that an outward reaction or an inner reaction when you? Both. Okay. I could not control my face. Yeah. And why is that, Rachel? Um, That is because I've been a vegetarian since I was 16. All my family is aware of this. I don't wear leather, like. They're very aware that that is a core part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so when you kind of balked at it, did they, I mean, was it a funny moment or what, you know, were they like, ha, 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 of course we're going to give the vegetarian the fur coat or was, is it to them a very like sweet, sentimental kind of thing they were trying to do? To them, it was very sweet and it was just vital to them that I had this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you took it? I did. Well, first I was like, well, I don't really, you know, I came up with lots of reasons why I didn't think that I should have it. I wouldn't wear it. I thought that someone else should have it. Then they had this discussion about one of them had read about how you can take furs and have them made into teddy bears. (laughs) And maybe if they made it into a teddy bear, then I would want to keep the teddy bear. (laughs) Right. I didn't want that. I didn't want it to be like cut up and then I had to look at this dead animal bear so right I took the fur. you took the fur yep. <laughs> did you know your great great aunt or did she die before you were born I did know her you did okay um, when I was a little girl I knew her what do you so, remember about her I remember that she had big trees in her yard that had some kind of nuts on them mm-hmm. it may have been walnuts I don't know <laughs> but we would collect the nuts out of the yard I remember that she have you ever been to Shoney's like a long time ago? Yeah, of course I've been to Shoney's. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how they always had their silverware in like those little plastic bags? Uh-huh, yeah. So she would save those plastic bags. <gasps> and then when we would come over, she would fill them with candy, like orange slices and peppermints and stuff and oh give that goodness. to us when we were on our way out the door. Oh, um, I love that. I do too. I have good <laughs> memories of her. And she was a school teacher and then became a principal mm. of a school that was actually in Donaldson, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But that was all before um, I was born. Mm-hmm. So I just knew her when she was much older. What did she look like? She was thin with like very short curled gray hair, always perfectly groomed and put together. Mm-hmm. Still very beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she always wore bright red lipstick and mm-hmm. she had an enormous smile. Do you ever remember her wearing the fur? No. Mm. So do you remember your grandmother wearing the fur? No. 
<laughs> but when I was over, my grandmother was not usually dressed up. Okay. So she and my grandfather went to lots of events. They liked to get dressed up and go out. They danced all the time. He was in the Air Force. So for years of their lives, you know, they would go to all these Air Force events mm. and parties. And so she dressed up a lot. So I'm assuming those are the time period she wore them. So I'm kind of curious, you know, about a fur is such an interesting item because I think it's meant to evoke sort of a sense of glamour and a sense Mm -hmm. of wealth. I mean, is that the kind of person that your either your great great aunt or your grandmother were? Were they kind of people that liked to be glamorous and kind of fabulous and evoke an aura that they were the kind of people that would have furs (laughs) and wear furs, you know? That is very much my grandmother. Okay. Or my granny. That's why I called her. Mm -hmm. Very much glamorous and wanting to be glamorous. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she really was even dressed down in pants and a sweater. Mm -hmm. She always put makeup on. Mm -hmm. Always to go out. And she wore so much makeup. I remember her like before we would go out somewhere together, she would tuck tissues into (gasps) her shirt. Oh my gosh. Like around her neck to put it on so it wouldn't mess up her shirt. I need to start doing that. I'm going to steal this tip from your grandmother. It's a a really good idea. She really liked jewelry, big jewelry, and she really liked having people over for big parties. Mm. She was a hostess for sure. Were you close to her? Yes, very Mm -hmm. close to her. Was there anything else that you wish you had gotten from her besides this or in addition to this? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I mean, I just have such good memories of her. I still have some letters that she wrote me, birthday cards that she sent to me when I was a little girl that she wrote sweet messages in. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't really a material item that I associated with her that I had like good memories of her with that. I just have good memories in general of her. Did anybody else in your family want the fur? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> or you would have gladly given it to them? <laughs> yes, I definitely would have. <laughs> So you got this, you said in your late 20s? Okay. Or early 30s. Okay. So late 20s, early 30s. Yes. That's been a few years since then. Mm-hmm. Where do you keep the fur now? I mean, where did you keep it when you first got it, knowing that this was something that you felt pretty strongly about not wanting, but understanding the emotional significance mm-hmm. of it? So what did you do? Did you just immediately get it home and shove it in a closet somewhere? Yes, that's exactly what I did in the far back. And then I put a very large like pea coat in front of it so that you could not see it at all. And yeah. I tried not to think about it. Really? What disturbed you the most about it? That it's a dead animal. Yeah. And that I was supposed to take care of this and keep it forever and never get rid of it. Mm-hmm. It just, it made me sad. Mm-hmm. And it made me sad that I was, it made me sad because it's a dead animal mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. my home. But it also made me sad that this could have been something that was special to my granny. And then, you know, like I felt bad for covering it up and Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to wear it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt sad for two different reasons. Did you ever even put it on? I put it on once (laughs) with all my aunts in my granny's bedroom. They oohed and awed about how beautiful and glamorous I looked Mm -hmm. and how it fit me perfectly and how I reminded them of my grandmother. And so, I mean, that's why I ended up taking it Mm -hmm. because it made them so happy. But that's the only time I've ever put it on. Yeah. And so you sent me some pictures of it, which it is really beautiful. And I, lo- I really love the, the monogram on the inside of it. I-, I feel similarly to you. I don't wear leather. I don't wear fur. I certainly wouldn't buy a fur. You know, <laughs> I don't eat meat as well. So I understand that wanting to recoil from that. And because I think to us, it feels 
kind of horrific to see mm-hmm. that. And for me, not dissimilar from seeing a coat made out of human skin, I feel like it's sort of the same thing, you know? Right. So I, I totally get that. Um, but you sent me some photos. And so you have a daughter. I do. And how old is she? 18. She's 18. And mm-hmm. so you sent me some prom photos of her. They're actually New Year's Eve photos. New Year's Eve photos. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yep. she's wearing it. She is. So tell me about that did she ask to wear it did you volunteer for her to wear it does she hold sort of the same ideas about animals that you do or or how did that come to be so she's a little bit different than me when it comes to animals she loves animals i raised her a vegetarian since she became a teenager every now and then she'll eat meat when she's out with friends she never asked me to make meat or she doesn't cook it anything like that so she would wear leather shoes i think she has leather adidas so she knew I had it because I've told her the story before and she saw it in the closet when we moved and everything. Mm-hmm. And she was dressed up and had this maroon crushed velvet dress that she <laughs> wanted to wear for the New Year's Eve party she was throwing. And she wanted a black shawl to go over it mm-hmm. to make it look fancier. And I thought about the fur and I said, well, maybe you should wear my granny's fur. And she tried it on. And I mean, obviously she looked adorable in it. Mm-hmm. And did she like wearing it? She did. She felt very fancy and glamorous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the point of it, right? <laughs> it is, I think. Yeah. Has anybody in your family ever said, because you're named for your great-great-aunt, so has anybody in your family ever said, oh my gosh, that's so much like your great-great-aunt, or that's so much like your grandmother, or you have the same nose as your grandmother, or do you ever get that a lot? I mean, do, do other people see them in you? I think people in my family especially see my me or my Andy and me. Mm-hmm because I like to read all the time, because I love learning, because I like to teach people things. And so I have that in common with her. Mm-hmm. And because I'm pretty kind, and she was pretty kind. She was kind. Um, so I get that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like, physical characteristics, I don't think. Do you have photos of them that you like to look at? Yes, mm-hmm. I do. I have a photo of my auntie holding me when I was a little mm. girl, like tiny, probably less than two. Yeah. And she's looking down at me with this big smile. And I have a little blue dress on. Was she related to you on your maternal side or your paternal side? Paternal. And mm-hmm. and so she must have been sort of this important person, at least in your father's life, for you to be named after her, I would think, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was their relationship Definitely. like? Were they close? They were close. He loved her very much and she loved him very much. She was very proud of him. Mm. I love that. So your daughter has not yet gone off to college, but she is starting sort of the rest of her life, right? She's sort of crossing the threshold into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Is she still living with you now? Yes, she is. So when she leaves, will you give her the fur (laughs) to take with her to keep in her closet? (laughs) So I hadn't thought of that until right now, but I think that's a brilliant idea. And... When she's done with college and no longer in a dorm in New York and has her own place, I think that's probably what I will do. Yeah. If she will take it. If she will take it, then you would give it to her. So if you didn't have, let's say you didn't have your daughter and you didn't have any relatives or any children that could potentially take this item, what would you do with it? I have no idea. And let somebody else deal with it whenever you died and they were cleaning out your stuff? (laughs) I probably would. I can't imagine who I would give it to that I would feel okay about giving it to mm-hmm. because it is it is part of my grandmother and, mm-hmm. and my great aunt or great great aunt. It's just you know it's part of our family story. Mm-hmm. And so even though I don't want it, I do want it. 
at the same time. So you kind of said something, it's part of your family's story. So what's your kind of take on that, the idea that these objects that we get from people who were important to us, well, sometimes they were important to us. Sometimes we may have never known them or we only knew them when we were children and then they mm-hmm. pass away. But we get these heirlooms as a link to, like you said, your family's story and your family history. Looking at it as sort of a talisman in that way, does it make you feel better about it rather than it being a fur and a dead animal? And Yes, it does make me feel better about <laughs> it. It, does, it makes. I still don't want to have it. Right. But I can accept that I do have it. Yeah. And it makes you feel connected. It does. Yeah. and that's... Especially when I saw Adelise, my daughter, mm. wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, when I was looking at those pictures to send them to you, mm-hmm. it did make me feel happy that mm-hmm. that had been my auntie's and then that had been my granny's and then now my daughter was wearing it. Yeah. So that was a, a pretty powerful thing to see her wearing that all dressed up and fancy. Yeah. I think that there is something to that, like heirlooms and inherited items. And there is some sort of magic or some kind of hoodoo or, some, you know, some kind of energy or, you know, something attached to it uh, that, that makes it special in that way. Let's say that this ended up in um, a vintage store or it ended up in an antique store and somebody else bought it and loved it and appreciated it even though they didn't know you and, and they didn't know your family, would that be good enough? Would that be okay with you? I think so. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want that to happen when I was alive. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Do, would you feel like you were betraying your family in some way if you just got rid of it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I definitely would. And not just my living family and my aunts. I would feel like I was betraying, you know, our whole line of family. <laughs> like, like your ancestors, like back yes. in, the, in the old country <laughs> would be like, what is she doing? She's getting rid of this fur. So mm-hmm. do you know anything about where the fur came from? I have no idea. Is there like a label or anything inside of it? Yes, there's a big label right on the inside. And it says Kane Sloan Company Ooh, in Nashville. I, that would have been my guess, honestly, that that is where really? it was from. Yes, yes. That was a big department yep. store in downtown Nashville. I actually have a vintage coat that has from Kane Sloan. And so I was like, maybe it's the same thing. So it's from Kane Sloan. So you do know that. It is. And then it says fur salon mm. right underneath that. Did they have like a whole fur department? Like I a- would have to guess. I mean, I think they, I want to say that they closed. I mean, we might have, we're the same age. So it, I think Kane Sloan mm-hmm. was still around when we were kids, but not for too much really? longer, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I'll have to double check, fact check that. But I know you don't want to touch it, but can you just hold it up by the hanger so I can see? Like, <laughs> I'll touch is it. Is it? Okay. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Can you see this part? Yeah. Can you see that part? I can. Okay. The monogram, do you know if she did that or she had that made? Had that I don't done? Know. Yeah. I wonder those things, but there's no one to ask anymore. So there's no one to ask, like, did my great, great uncle give it to her as a present? Did she pick it out and buy it for herself? Was it for a special event? Like, I've wondered all those things while looking at photos and stuff of my family. Yeah. Getting ready to talk to you. But there's no one who would know anymore. Do you know what years or what era this is from? If you had to guess. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful information. (laughs) I don't know. And... When I saw the wear on it, when I was really looking closely, just like kind of the frayed edges, just a tiny bit on the inside. Yeah. I thought about, well, maybe I should take it somewhere where they can like clean it and make it all fluffy fur again. But then I don't know if I want to do that either. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I want to handle it that much. 
Yeah. So that's interesting that when you think about gifting it to your daughter, even though this is an item that I don't think it I don't think it's dramatic to say it's like pretty abhorrent to you, the idea of yes. it. Mm-hmm. But even so, when you think about giving it to your daughter, you want it to be as beautiful as it can be. Yes, I do. Why is that, do you think? Because I think if my granny or my auntie was giving it to my daughter, that they would make sure it was beautiful and perfect. Mm. I love that. Part of me would like to know what kind of animal it is, but part of me would not like to know. So I have not pursued. That. Is there a, can you do that? Can you take it to a furrier? And I, I'm sure, right? I mean, that's their job, I guess they would know. I would think so. Have you ever asked anybody in your family if they know what kind of animal it is? Yes, I asked my aunts and they just said, maybe it's a mink. No one knows. No one knows. <laughs> <guessing>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just looked up Kane Sloan Fur Salon and it does look like most of it was mink. Which is really sad. But <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I was picturing a little tiny mink. Yeah, I think a lot of it is. But a lot of this is brown, too. So I don't know. So what difference would it make what animal it was to you? I don't know. I just... guess maybe so I could picture its sad face. I don't know. Maybe was... <laughs> I would feel like I was honoring it more by knowing what kind of animal it was. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever thought about burying it? I know that's a strange question. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's also a good idea. <laughs> but I would probably need to know what kind of animal it was then and put a little marker. Yeah. You know, like when you bury a pet. <laughs> so this is not like the house is on fire. You can grab one thing. This is not it, right? No, I wouldn't. No, it would not even enter my mind that I would grab this at all. Do you have other things that are from either your great great aunt or your grandmother? No. This is it. This is really this it, is it that connects you. Mm. But you do feel like that connection and those memories are, are stronger. Like you don't need this coat to remember them or you don't need this shawl to remember them. Exactly. And maybe if it was another type of vintage clothing that was one of theirs, maybe if it was a coat or a jacket that I could regularly wear, mm-hmm. maybe it would be a thing that I would grab then mm-hmm. because I would handle it regularly and associate it with them and with my fond memories of them. But it's, it's just in a very deep, almost unconscious way that I connect it with them because the primary thing I associate it with is the dead animal. Um, so I don't wear it. You know, it's just sitting there yeah. in the closet. It's actually in the closet of the spare room that my sister stays in when she visits. Uh-huh. That's where it is. It's not even in my closet anymore. So did your grandmother, did she know how you felt about, you know, furs and eating animals and all of that stuff? Yes. And you guys thought, so, 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 yes. so, right. So she knew. So would she herself have ever thought about giving you this, even as sort of like a joke? I really don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so at all. I feel like maybe if I'd been in her closet with her at some point, she would have, because she was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like she likely would have tried to get me to try it on thinking mm-hmm. that was hilarious, but she never would have thought Rachel, you should take this when I die. Right. That's never a thing. <laughs> do they ever ask you about it? Like, hey, Rachel, what do we ever, you know, do you, do you ever no. wear that fur? Nope. So I, I really don't know why they were so insistent that that was the one thing I should have. Yeah. I guess the connection to your great, great aunt makes sense. I have to imagine, though, that there were other items that were equally as beautiful or as glamorous or, I mean, it seems like they could have given you a tube of her red lipstick and you would have maybe, you know, treasured it more. (laughs) Or a necklace or a bracelet or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, But you got this instead. I did. (laughs) Would you hope that if your daughter took it and that if your daughter had children, would you hope that she would give it to her children? 
Yes, I guess I would. Mm-hmm. I hadn't thought about that either before. <laughs> because I kind of feel like if she takes it, this sounds mean. But it's okay. I hope that if she takes it, then it's not my problem anymore. <laughs> like, it's up to her, whatever she wants to do with it. And I have passed it on and done my duty for like part of the family. And then it's on her. So whatever her feelings are about it. Yeah. It's such an interesting take because from what you're telling me, you have these really positive, loving experiences and memories of these two women, right? I mean, your relationship with them, it doesn't sound fraud. It doesn't sound strained. It doesn't even really sound complicated, really. I mean, but yeah, this item that you have from them, I mean, you're you're just talking about it being not your problem anymore, you know, (laughs) and that and, and, and that sounds like how you would feel if you got something from somebody that you're like, you know, I just don't my relationship with them was not great, you know, and and I really don't want this thing with their stink on it, you know, (laughs) but but, you know, it's the it's the opposite. And it it feels very conflicted, but you do want to keep it in the family. And you do want to is there anything else besides like a teddy bear that you could see it being made into that you would feel better about it? No. Nothing. I feel like even to cut it up isn't mean. (laughs) Yeah. I know that it's already dead. I I just feel like it needs to stay the way it is. It seems like it would be worse if it was made into something else. Yeah. I don't know why you would have ever thought about this, but I just had this idea of like, when you die, if... I don't think your daughter would do this. I'm sure she knows how you feel about it. But if they're like, we want Rachel to look, I want my mom to look as beautiful as she can look and as glamorous as she can look like, let's bury her in the fur, you know? Maybe that would be kind of awesome. Yeah. We would like both be buried and laid to rest. You would both be laid to rest. It's not anybody's problem anymore. That's true. (laughs) She would not have to worry about it later in life and feel bad if she wanted to get rid of it. Right. And it still stays in the family. Exactly. So maybe maybe, I'll have to talk to her about that. Maybe you should be buried in the fur. (laughs) Maybe so. I would look glamorous. You would look extremely glamorous in it. I would. Yeah. That's a good idea. Even sitting next to it, you're kind of like, you're like leaning away, (laughs) leaning away from it, you know, you know what I mean? When you first got it, did you call anybody and say, listen to what I just got from my grandma? Yes, I did. I called many people, (laughs) many people, my boyfriend, my best friend from childhood, because Mm -hmm. it was just so unbelievable Mm -hmm. that that's what I would be coming home with. Yeah, was it, this it did feel like it feels like it would you would just be like, is this a cosmic joke on me? Like, right. you know, <laughs> is this like every person that's ever taunted me for not eating meat <laughs> or not wearing leather? You know, it's like, ha ha ha. <laughs> like, you get this. Yeah. Did you ask them, like, what should I do with this? I don't think so. No, because you knew said, you had to keep it. I think I did say I can't wear this. But I didn't ask them what I should do with it. Were you ever afraid of anybody else finding it in your closet? I don't know why they would or how that would happen. But, you know, were you ever afraid of, of somebody thinking that you were like a, I don't know, you're like a closet fur wearer or something? <laughs> Any of your vegan friends or? <laughs> I never was afraid of that. Okay. But I would have been appalled if someone had come over and didn't know about yeah. it. And wanted to borrow clothes and looked in my closet and discovered it. That would have been, I would have felt terrible. Why? I mean, it's, you didn't buy it. It wasn't something you, you got by choice. Because I don't want anyone to think that I'm a person who would own a fur. Who would be okay with it. I wouldn't want So to. you're like, I can explain. Right. <laughs> I would definitely need to explain. So this is a strange question, but do you have a will? 
No. Okay. You should have a will, Rachel. Everybody needs a will. Okay. Especially, especially if you have kids. Okay. Well, no, I'm just, I'm curious, you know, if the fur doesn't get buried with you and your daughter doesn't get it, if you would bequeath it to somebody in your will, if you would, if there's anybody else in your family, you would feel okay giving it to your sister? No. 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 It- I mean, I don't think she would want it. Okay. For it's the same that, reason or different reason? No. I mean, maybe she would want it. Maybe I should ask her instead of just make up answers for her. <laughs> She's not a vegetarian. She doesn't – I mean, she would never buy a fur. Mm-hmm. She wears leather. I don't I don't know if she would put it on or not. I can't imagine her wearing it. Yeah. Um, it's not her style at all. Right. But, would you ever sell it? No. I would never, ever sell it. If, like, things got – things were bad and you were, like, Steve Martin and the jerk and you have, like, a <laughs> chair and you have, you know, and you have, like, a robe and it's, like, you know, things things are dire. But still, you would hold on to it. Yes, I probably would. Oh. Well, if all I had was a robe and a chair <laughs> and then I was having to carry this fur everywhere and look at it all the time, then I might have to sell it if I had to physically touch it all the time. Man. Um, but I can't imagine – selling it yeah that's so fascinating so your dad first of all is your dad still with us is he still yes. living okay and so mm-hmm. your dad knows that you have the fur he does i bet he's forgotten by now though <laughs> I really doesn't remember at all. what happened to the rest of her things so my grandfather just passed away earlier this year mm-hmm. and so most of her things were still there mm-hmm. in, in their house mm, okay um, so when he passed away then we had to go and go through everything and she still had so many things left you know what actually I do have something else at my granny's mm-hmm. what is I'd it forgotten about I just have a scarf or two scarves but they're like thin silky scarves mm-hmm. um, one of them is red with an argyle pattern and one of them is black that has some white polka dots on it and you chose those for yourself I did yes and do you wear those do you use those no but they're hanging above my mirror mm-hmm. that I see when I get ready so it's interesting that I didn't even think at all right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. when you asked. Well, because you probably see them every day, right? And yes. you don't have the same, you know, <laughs> feelings, complicated feelings about them. Exactly. Why did you pick the scarves for yourself? Because they were pretty, because I like argyle and polka dots mm-hmm. a lot. So I don't like to have a lot of things. Mm. I just don't think I need a lot of things. I don't like to clean a lot of things. And I don't want to be cluttered mm-hmm. around me two very small silky scarves don't take up a lot of room mm-hmm. and I can put them somewhere in my mirror and see them all the time I guess I don't want to have something of someone's to remember them by if I'm not going to see it or if I'm not going to use it mm-hmm. it seems a waste that way to me or seems sad hmm. do you consider yourself an emotional minimalist like you don't want a lot of sentimental items around you or just you just don't want a lot of stuff no matter what the the reason of it I think both Mm -hmm. but I also think I do like to have some sentimental things around me Mm -hmm. I have my grandfather's typewriter Mm -hmm. so that's very important to me but I want the things that I do have that are sentimental to be very significant Mm -hmm. so I feel like if I had tons of things in my grandfather's and not a typewriter and a book, then it would be so many things that those two things wouldn't be so special anymore. Mm-hmm. So I don't want so many things that it's just stuff in my house that 
when I use them, I don't think about the memories. Mm -hmm. Is that making sense? (laughs) Yeah, it is (laughs) making sense. I still think it's it's interesting that you do have this idea that, you know, you're like, I, I have these two scarves that I chose and I see, I look at them every day and I have this typewriter and, and a book from your grandfather. Mm-hmm. And and it is a relatively small amount of items, you know, to have from somebody that you loved and that you lost. And then you have this, like, it's almost like I think of it like your fur. If you've seen the, the Babadook, I think of it like the Babadook, like in your closet, you know, like, you know, it's in there. You like don't want to open, you know, you don't want to see it. You don't want to yeah. go to that part of it. You know, he's preying on your darkest fears, you know, <laughs> like kind of thing. <laughs> That's really, really interesting. Is there anything that you when you think about either your great great aunt or your grandmother are there any particular memories or are there any particular things like a smell or a color you said, you know, she liked to wear uh, red lipstick, you know, anything like that that comes to mind whenever you think of them and kind of who they were and their essence? I don't think of any physical qualities like that, mm-hmm. but they were both very smart and very outspoken mm. and full of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were two very empowered women, mm-hmm. I feel like, who we're not afraid to speak up and take up presence in our room, but in a delightful way. mm -hmm. And they were just both so accepting and welcoming all the time. So like my granny's place in Rockwood, that was just a very safe place. I feel like Mm -hmm. it was like my happy place when I was a child. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I think of when I think of them. What made you feel safe about being there? I think the acceptance, there was no, never any arguing, Mm. like there was in my house. It was just fun. She was just fun to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had a a contagious kind of like exuberance Mm -hmm. um, where she was just up for anything. Mm -hmm. They both sound like really positive role models. Um, Mm -hmm, For sure. And they also both sound like the kind of women that probably enabled you to have the viewpoints that you do and to be so open about them, you know, and and to be so fervent about them, Mm -hmm. even if they didn't necessarily agree with you, you know, I think, I think. (laughs) And that has to be hard. Are you the only one in your, in your immediate family that has those kind of views about animals and. Yes, I am. And my dad's side of the family is very large. So he has three sisters and then they all have children. And so we always had all these gatherings for years at my grandparents' house. Mm -hmm. And still, I always had to bring my own food (laughs) the whole time. So it was never, you know, holiday meals and all that. It was never like a thought. Oh, wow. Did they give you a hard time about it, though? For many years. Even my grandfather, who I was very close to, did. Really? Yeah. After I stuck with it for more than 10 years, at that point, um, his teasing was joking and not on anything else. Because you proved Um, that it wasn't just a passing fad. It wasn't just a phase. Yeah. Or that my children and I were not going to die of malnutrition. That was also a thing. <laughs> Your children aren't going to grow. They grew fine. Yeah. They're fine. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Is there anything else that you want me to know about this fur or about the two women that owned it and, and gave it to you? I feel like this conversation has been helpful. Good. Me. Why? How um, so? To talk about the fur, so I don't feel like it's this dark secret that I have this fur. Yeah. And to see that it does connect with my family, because I usually just don't think about it Mm -hmm. and try not to look at it if I have to go in that closet. And it really did look beautiful on my daughter. It did look beautiful. I mean, it really, it 
fit her in a way that it looked like it was made for her, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. That's kind of cool, you know, it even is. though it came from a tortured dead animal. It did. <laughs> and it, I mean, I want her to be the kind of woman that they were. Mm. You know, I want her to be empowered and speak her mind and be funny and, you know, take up a, a room. Thanks so much for listening. Since this episode was recorded, we have an update. Rachel emailed me just today to say that her daughter, Addie, took the fur and will be moving it to New York when she starts school at Ithaca College, hopefully in January when the campus reopens. Thanks, as always, to our engineer, producer, and we own this town groundskeeper, Michael Eads. Original show music composed by Ryan Briegel, who is also the host of Vidolatry and My Fantasy Funeral, and who is coming out with a brand new podcast very soon. So keep your ears open for that, as everything he does is so good. Join me again in two weeks for the next episode of Memento Story.